0: You are listening to Making Mama Magic, with honest and authentic conversations about all things related to modern motherhood, wholehearted living, and peaceful parenting. Join me and my guests in our chats about redefining motherhood and parenting in a way that focuses on purpose, peace, and presence, while pursuing dreams and life, career, and business in our unique magical way. I am your host, Eva, and I empower moms to parent with connection and curiosity, and to own their confidence in motherhood. Hi, welcome to Making Mama Magic Podcast. Today, we are very honoured to have Dr. Apana on our show, and we'll be talking about Minimalism, about monstery, and about sparking joy. So, welcome, Apana, on this show.
1: Oh, thank you so much, Eva, for that warm welcome and intro. I'm delighted to be here, and it's an absolute honor to share what I know with your audience. Wonderful. So, as a start, tell me more about yourself
0: and as well your business.
1: So, I'm a mom to two wonderful kids. Uh, they are 10 and 8. I have a third one, Ashley, a little puppy who just joined us recently. <laughs> I also am a Konmari home organizing consultant, trained by Marie Kondo. I'm a Montessori parenting coach and I'm a sustainability advocate. I started my business, Global Mindful Journey, a couple of years ago. I have helped hundreds of families to simplify their home spaces, not only for themselves, but for their children. And they have found tangible clarity. Without the clutter. And so that has led to that intangible clarity as well without, uh, you know, their headspace taking a lot of commitments or overscheduling. They have more time to be with their children. They're finding ways to connect with what really matters the most. So this role has given me so much joy and I'm excited to do more. I'm going to be starting my master's in child psychology soon. Ooh, so, nice. so I'm going to be very busy, but in a very intentional way. Wonderful! Yeah. Wow, so excited for you.
0: It's yes, it will be a journey definitely. But I think it's so relevant to the work that you do as well. Cause we talk about your own experience in terms of understanding children and simplifying ways so that parents can have the headspace space to connect and know their children better. It's all quite interlinked in terms of the work that you do.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think it's just something that I've been wanting to dive deeper. More than simply organizing people's homes and helping them reduce their clutter, but really diving deep to seeing how children are motivated to learn. Mm -hmm. And I think the Montessori Mm philosophy is really, really aligned with that, those principles. Mm -hmm. So using that tangible base as your sanctuary, as the foundation, as your anchor, and then setting your child up for success in life. I think that's important, but really understanding the child. From the developmental aspect, because you, you and I know, even if we have multiple children, they're so different. Uh, yeah. So really supporting them so that we take into consideration their needs and yeah. nurture their environment and the way that we parent them uniquely.
0: Yeah, I love that you mentioned about environment, and I think in Montessori philosophy, there's a lot of sharing and, and conversations about prepared environment, and I think environment is so important to create the atmosphere for nurturing our children, for understanding our, our uniqueness of our children. One thing that a lot of parents struggle is about simplification. Um, yeah. So what does simplicity mean to you? You do a lot of work for clients and in your own journey as a person and as a parent now, to two human child and one Dog.
1: <laughs> what is simplicity yeah. to you?
0: Yeah, and and yeah. what do you think is the misconception about simplicity when you work with clients?
1: Yeah, so I think the biggest misconception most of the clients I've worked with have is they need to live with very less. So they have this big mindset around scarcity. And in fact, the first session I have with them, I tell them to embrace abundance and scarcity. So that's a very like, I know a very, very big statement to say. But when you actually break it down, it just means we are finding joy in living with intention. So I don't even like saying, let's live with less. Because that again, you know, we're all hardwired to get afraid of a lack of something. So we all come from this parenting where we are not allowed to waste things. We find it very hard to let go because we attach ourselves to identity, uh, to that identity of that item. And we think that we are... parents because we provide x amount of things to our children so my role is to not force them to think the other way but it is to facilitate their wisdom because they reach out to me for a reason They, they want to find that abundance with living with that intention so i like using the phrase intentionality rather than minimalism because unfortunately or fortunately that word has become sort of a taboo and not many people actually want to embrace it you have to have a spiritual awakening in in, in some sort of way to you know embrace minimalism to the you know purest form but in my personal opinion we can't be purists for anything uh, in life and every everything has to be done in moderation and it just feels even as you know role models to our children when we are flexible when we can adapt yeah. When we can show that we are strong and resilient to any adversities in life. I think that that to me is much more important than being a pure Montessorian or a pure minimalist or a pure KonMari home organizer, which I don't think I am at all. So I like to meet my clients where they're at. So even for you know some takeaway with what intentionality means to you. Well, the first question you could ask is what does enough mean to me mm-hmm. what does transformation mean to me if I ever embarked on this KonMari journey or if I choose to declutter what do I know and feel transformation to look like and what does that enough look so if you start from there then your efforts will align with that goal it will be more clear how to reach there my simplicity journey I think um started when I got married more than a decade ago but to be honest I never truly embraced it because I thought it could never be for me Hmm. Uh, and I and you know it's something that only hit me after I became a parent Ah. Uh, you know you and I both know kids come with so much stuff and uh, there are enough marketing strategies out there that will tell you to oh yeah if you have this toy or if you have this gadget in your kitchen you can make the best baby food I had all of that for my first child to be honest and it's quite embarrassing to share but I had all of that for my first child. When you start decluttering and letting them go, then you realize, Oh my gosh, I spent so much money on that breast milk specific container for my fridge when I could have just used a regular bin. I think I taking baby steps and realizing what it meant for me and what the benefits could be for me. And the biggest benefits to me was not having to deal with so much stuff on, on a daily basis and feeling guilt or shame or embarrassment the costs involved, for the time it takes to take stock of these things, for the amount of physical space it takes in our homes. And we all live in simple flats in Singapore. I don't have that much storage space. So it was starting to affect my mental health. Um, mm-hmm. And so I think it, it started off as something I wanted to do as a mom. It truly became serious only when I decided to do something about it when I was moving homes. Mm. Um, so four years ago, when we were thinking about moving homes, I decided I will only bring over 20 boxes of things. That became a goal to really be intentional with what you're bringing over. And you save on movers, you save on yeah. storage space, you know, you you save on so much with that. And there was a lot less stress and headache. That was a life-changing process. Mm. Um, so I recommend that to all of you who are listening. If you're ever planning to move homes or you're planning a new phase in your life or you're entering a new phase try and do that before so that you're entering that new phase with this positive energy so yeah that to me is simplicity living with intention in a nutshell
0: yeah i think it's so important to welcome a transition in life and also like a new space with energy and intention i think it's it's so Crucial for moms to be very intentional because sometimes we are so busy with so many things and life brings us to, you know, things that we may not be pausing to think about. Is it something that it's really matters to me? And like, it's only when like situation, for example, moving house, that you start to think about, okay, what is these things, all this clutter yeah. in my house, hanging around yeah. and making space Physically, I think it's only when big changes like this people think about okay, let's do something about it. You mentioned about simplicity and intentionality. I'm just curious what is the one thing that mothers can start thinking about simplifying their own areas or in their lives? What is the first step that they think they can do?
1: Yeah, so majority of my clients are parents and They have all probably done some sort of decluttering in the past, right? I think we all have done it. Our children have growing developmental needs. Every six months during school holidays, we're just sitting with their toys, we're sitting with their books, seeing what they've outgrown, uniforms, all of that. But what I actually encourage parents to do is first to understand your why. Why do you actually want to do this? And to a lot of them, it is... Uh, you know, I don't want to be stressed out when I wake up and I'm walking over these big boxes of toys in my living room. Or I want to be able to spend more time with my kids because I just don't want to be spending it over the weekend, putting away things and decluttering things and listing them on Facebook groups. And these are real issues that my clients have shared with me. Another parent shared last year with me was, I want my children to appreciate what they have. They give me a vibe of entitlement. <laughs> One of my parent clients shared that with me. And I actually felt felt for her because I think a lot of us uh know at the back of our mind that this could happen, but she was so vulnerable and shared that with me. There could be a variety of reasons why. So the first step I would say is don't start with a room, room by room approach. Don't just start decluttering because that's a very band aid solution to your decluttering efforts. But really ask yourself your why because when you know why you want to do it and write it down somewhere and keep it simple. You don't have to use complicated language. You can just say, I want to have more time with my kids every day instead of tripping over toys. You can be as honest as possible because, to be honest, decluttering using this method, the KonMari method, is is having that honest conversation with your things. Once you start having that honesty with your things, your belongings, why you have specific items in your home, what purpose do they serve and why they are there, you can start having honest conversations about the intangible aspects of your life. Do I want to parent this way? How can I get my partner on board? How can I be an inspiration and a guiding light to the rest of my family instead of forcing them to do something? So tidying is something that is a lifestyle choice. It's like any other, it's like any other choice you make for yourself. To me, I give this analogy of, you know, if you want to become vegetarian one day, you don't force your whole family to start eating meatless meals for three times a day right Mm. you start doing it first you talk about it from the rooftops you share about how it's affected your life you share how it's helped your body your mind all of that so the same way you know first start with your why the motivation and then start doing it for yourself first don't ever start with your children's play space don't start with their closet again you want to start doing this to build trust with them even when I work with clients, I never start, even though they come with me with place cases, can you declutter that? We always start with the person who has reached out. So if this is something that you really want to do Mm -hmm. for your life or for your home, start Mm -hmm. with your personal belongings first. Start with yours and just sprinkle in the conversations of your efforts during dinner time or very organically when you're in the car or you're on the train. Just Mm -hmm. talk about it in a very, oh, you know what mommy did did today? Uh, There was a gentleman who came and picked up uh, some of my Clothes that I no longer fit in. And I felt so happy they're going to a loving home. When you start having these conversations with your children in a very, like I said, matter of fact, organic way, then they don't see it as a way for them to ever feel disrespect that you're touching their things or they feel defensive that mommy's asking me to do my things, but hey, get her closet. Or, you know, children see hypocrisy very quickly. They see double standards very fast because they see yeah. life how it is. You know, they, yeah. they are openly see their black and whites and describe what they see. So we don't want to ever give them those opportunities to think that we want you to do something, but we haven't set that example yet. So I think the easiest way to first start is start with your why. start with your own things first Mm. and start with your clothes. I think clothes is the first category in the Konwari method and it's To most most women, it is not a very sentimental category. Marie Kondo has done a lot of research and she says, start with the clothes first and really commit to doing it. You know, see it through. See see your tidying through, your decluttering. Uh, When you start making those efforts yourself for your own things and feel the transformation uh, yourself in in your personal space, Mm -hmm. then you can be an inspiration to the rest of your family members and even teach them what you know. Because only when you learn, you do, then you can teach and be that example that you want. So um, you can start your intentional journeys there. I made a big mistake. I remember when we wanted to go zero waste. I'll share my own example. I remember that we passed by a McDonald's and we didn't have our reusables with us. And my children were hungry. They were irritable. And I told my husband, no, 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 we can't eat here. And that was the only restaurant right in front of us. And we'd have to travel a bit to get to another one or a focus center. And uh, everyone was irritable, but I I refused to back down. And this was the first phase of my zero waste or low waste journey. My husband had to say, you know what, just can we just back off? Let, let's just create some waste. It's fine. My, our kids are hungry and we, we can't do this. And I felt so miserable after that. And mm-hmm. it shifted things in my perspective on how we, in any lifestyle choice we want to make, we can't be so rigid in anything. I just had to acknowledge that, this was what was happening and I had to reprioritize and shift perspectives a bit and think about what do I really want out of this? How, how can I acknowledge what's happening in front of me, forgive myself for this mistake and talk about it as a learning opportunity? You know, this is a story that uh, we talk about even now and it just brings us all to uh, laughter. It's, uh, <laughs> it's, it was quite frustrating back then, a couple of years ago, but even now we talk about how it's okay to make mistakes. Exactly. Yeah. So to do it in front of the kids. Yeah. Uh, and that's how you set that example. Thank those opportunities to have even come into our lives because that's how we learn. And that's how it's showing to our children that we are willing to be human. We are yeah. willing to make mistakes. And we have growth mindsets. We are not stuck or fixated to be so rigid. So yeah. And it starts from the home. I always say, so all of this tidying and decluttering is simply a springboard for having clarity in other aspects of your life. Sure, we can have all the organizing and labels and everything, but that's about all. After that, there's more to you and more to your life. If we keep thinking about I need to have, and I also don't like it when we all use the term OCD so loosely, I think that's quite wrong because there this is a, a, a clinical condition in this yes. that will require help with. So yes. uh, if we are quite pedantic about our ways, about how things should be at home, we aren't really teaching our children that flexibility and being adaptable so really make the mistakes learn from them move on and we all grow together as a family that way yeah yeah Yeah. i think it's so helpful to think
0: about the end in mind the bigger vision the bigger purpose when we come to doing decluttering i think it's so important to think about how we start in terms of decluttering because often parents they kind of think okay if you declutter it's only for the children stuff but like what you mentioned, it it really starts from the parents by where we have intentional time and we can model that yeah. we are doing and we are living that lifestyle, a choice that we want to bring in more spaces and time and, and joy in our lives. And that's really walking the top in terms of making sure that this is the way that we want to invite this energy and whatever that motivates you in life. and Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, I cloth diaper my, my children, right? So yeah. like I used to be the kind that I feel that, okay, I'm doing cloth diapering. I need to make sure that every single moment we need to cloth diaper <laughs> so that we can minimize waste in life. And I also have had like other caregivers in the family. They also share that, you know, like why is it like that yeah. at all? Absolutely. As we try to onboard them, make it very right enthusiastic. I had my firstborn he and here to stay at my in-laws place for, for a while and we just don't want to make it so troublesome for my in-laws yep. and yep. I just say that okay it's fine just disposable yep. for that period of time and we
1: just yes, make it be... like, yeah
0: yeah it's just really about knowing that sometimes we just have to let it go in that sense oh, that yes. it doesn't mean that we are making mistakes it doesn't mean that we are giving out of them Life choice is just being very intentional, being knowing that you know it's not 100% of time, it's about yeah, it's a journey, right? It's yes. a journey in that sense,
1: yes, yes. Yeah. And I think what you shared was so uh important because you know, no one, even within our family, our partners will not have the same priorities as us. It's just yeah. because they love us that they want to make sure that we're partnering and doing things together in collaboration, right? Except us, you know, we only, we know what our personal goals are, even for the family. We try our best. I think that's more important. We do the very best we can in the circumstances that are presented to us. And, um, and I think just making peace with that, knowing that we've just done our best is truly heartening, truly satisfying. And we can be comforted knowing that that's what we've done.
0: Yeah. 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 And I love that you mentioned about making mistakes because having that conversation about it's okay to make mistakes, I think it's very critical, especially for children who are also seeing us. You yeah. know, like the, the words that we use, the behaviors that we show, and uh even like normal behaviors, like yeah, they watch us and they learn and they they observe and they they notice, like hey, you know, like our parents or my mom feel very uncomfortable and guilty, they absorb all of that, right? And that yeah. like again going back to the energy, the the way that we think about mistakes, think about um not doing the right thing, not doing it yeah. perfectly. Yeah. At all times. So yeah. I think it, it boils down to also the way that they see about trying new things, trying different ways, being yeah. curious, being open to learning new things. I think it. it, it brings to a lot of all these different aspects of linking to what, what you mentioned about growth mindset, right? This is yeah. all interrelated as well. Yeah. So, we,
1: yeah, so absolutely.
0: Yeah. So I think that's the, like what you mentioned about modeling and all. I think it's really important to, to start with ourselves in everything. Yeah.
1: And I think that lays off a lot of expectations, right? Because as human beings, we're all hardwired to blame. You know, something doesn't go right. We are we find the first most vulnerable person in our way and say, "Oh, it was because of this circumstance or this person." And but if we do this this effort, we get on this journey ourselves. We know that it's just us. We are doing this for ourselves, and yes. you know, who knows where that journey is going to take us? And you know, you just be that shining beacon of light for anyone else to experience. They can just be in our presence and want to be inspired, we can just open our closets and say, ah, oh, I can find all my things. Just that one phrase. and can get them to come and see, oh, what, what is mommy talking about? And it can just be these micro moments in the day. It doesn't yeah. have to be one big sit-down lesson and say, let's do a folding thing, you know? like I, I remember we had, uh, you know, they used to just watch me and there are so many days with my children don't want to fold their clothes they just yeah. leave it on big piles on their bed and I'm like yeah that's fine it's and they know by the third day if they haven't folded their have three days oh, clothes to fold <laughs> and so that itself is the learning for them to kind of just do little by little every day yeah. yeah whenever they get the chance that's a topic for another day how to not to not to get them to comply because of any coercion not forcing mm-hmm. but it's but it's about giving them that sense of control that hey yeah it's up to you you can manage your time of course this is age appropriate we have to watch and see where our children are at but just giving them that freedom to experience again from their mistakes so-called or from life from experiences I think that's just so important something just letting go I think is doing a lot people think letting go means you're doing nothing but actually when you let go you, you're, it, it takes a lot more effort to let go, in my opinion. <laughs> it takes it does. so much effort to let go. It does. Uh, I mean, Montessori is about that, right? Sitting on your hands, as yeah. you said. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, I just wanted to mention, letting go is so hard for recovering perfectionists. I know, right? Yeah. Like, like, like yeah. I, I do feel that. So I do see myself as a perfectionist. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to make sure that things go right, but yeah. I also have side of me that i'm open to different things that perspective i know that sometimes it's a struggle like allowing people to do the different way that i am comfortable
1: with yeah
0: yeah, yeah. So yeah. i think it's hard because as mothers we want to do things right but absolutely think when we let go of wanting it every everything right and, and yeah. allowing the space for others to learn, to make mistakes and to allow them that eventually it's about not just doing it right, but about the whole big yeah purpose that you want in life and also sure. what is the angle in mind. is the it's the space as well relationships, right?
1: Oh yeah. I think it's important for even children to know that when we don't place that much importance on our things we actually value our relationships a lot more and you know for me I have these conversations about gift giving when they actually see us model grace and courtesy yeah we accept gifts and mommy's not again on this high horse about being so minimalist that she doesn't allow us to bring gifts home or party favor bags home you know it's all it's all about helping them teach what is not just a social appropriateness but also Really empathizing with the with the individual who's having the heart to come and give you something was of love. Yeah. So, you know, wow. we have conversations in our home about love languages, uh, the gift giver. Mm-hmm. Uh, I try to understand what my kids' love languages are. So I always encourage my clients to do the love language quiz with their kids, like sitting mm-hmm. one-on-one with each of their children, just to understand what they believe is a way to receive love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In Komari,
0: there's this term that a lot of people know, which is called spark joy. <laughs> could you like share like a very simplified explanation of yeah. what spark joy really is and how do you think mothers could embrace this you know, so joy in their own lives as well?
1: Yeah, so I think spark joy is a beautiful umbrella term to kind of encapsulate the Essence of what the method is, and and you know it truly is that uh, you know decluttering. What you normally do is throw away things that you don't like, what you don't use, and what you haven't been respecting. So what happens is you declutter with the negative lens and have that negative perspective. But again, I'm not talking about having a toxic positive outlook on your things and saying, "Oh, I want everything around me to be happy and happy check." So it isn't that. It is again, how do we infuse intention and how do we infuse that sense of purpose and happiness knowing that our things are respected and used as much as uh, you know given attention any other person in our home is given attention to so I like to say that if we can personify our belongings because to be honest all our things were once living right if you think about the cotton bedspreads next to you right now or the books that you're reading everything has come from a cotton field or 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 a tree or metal has come from them you know from the from the earth, right? From the earth's core. So you think about different things around you and think, oh my goodness, they were all once living. They all had some sort of spirit or soul once. And if we think that we have these items here to serve us, they deserve the love and attention that any other person in my home that, you know, gets from me. If you think about, am I giving this my attention? Am I using this? Um, do I love this? Do I reach out for this all the time? You're just shifting the way you're asking the questions. Yeah. Looking at, what will I choose if I had this category in front of me? And then the other things, what remains, you you just thank it for its service or uh, send them away with gratitude to homes where they can be loved again, or if they're going to be discarded because they've been used so much, you know, they're torn or worn out that they have been of great service to you. So again... One of the pillars of the KonMari method is gratitude, a big pillar of India. Mm-hmm. So I would say that spark joy. Uh, in fact, I don't use it much with my clients because nobody understands that in reality. It's very difficult yeah. to translate in the ground. Yes. So what I always say is we use some reflective questions just like this. And at the end of the day, we are just showing our appreciation, showing our gratitude for our things, organizing them in a way that they can be seen of having all your children's toys in a big, deep storage bin and where they just append all the toys like that, oh, yeah. have, them in, have them in shallow bins where they can see everything. You have less of something. That bin is not just to have a nice looking bin, but it's to allow the item to be seen, to be accessed, to be given attention to. And also it's easy for your child to put away. So it's those different steps where that item is shown respect. It's not just the bin, but it's what that bin is meant to do for your things. Mm. Social media and internet can be great, but let that just affirm your efforts. Let, the, let that just be a way for you to know that you're doing your best rather than I'm not doing it as well as them. Again, it's all about appreciating what you have in front of you. So I would say spark joy. Another way to look at it in, uh, other than gratitude is also being very present in the moment. What am I being surrounded with that is helping me in my life right now? what is supporting my child right now instead of I don't want this I want to keep this for a future use or I might get fit into that one day or we may be able to find some use so really think about what you want and let the items align with you rather than let the items sit there and you force those items to fit with your lifestyle you know so it's just again looking at it with that reverse mindset
0: yeah Yeah. I think it's really great to embrace that mindset and also have the opportunity to empower children because it's really about looking at ways to involve our children and thereby allowing them the opportunity to think about their things how they want to be involved and how they build the relationship with things in the house and taking the ownership to take care of their own things how do you think mothers can enjoy parenting and motherhood better what do you think is one thing that you think they can do or any mindsets or ideas or systems that they can embrace
1: so i would say that living with less in that tangible home environment also means having less expectations as much as possible from yourself from anyone and and that is possible if you're really living in the moment right now there are a lot of tools you can use to really be in the moment with your children so It's about quality. It's not about quantity. So when it comes to anything in your life, having one of something that's high quality, rather than too many of something, having uh, 10 minutes of quality time with your child, with no technology around you, with no distractions, is much, much more important than having multiple times of the day where you feel like you need to spend time with your child. I would say that less but higher quality is much more powerful than thinking that you have to Spend the whole day with your child or be resentful and regret that yeah. things are not going your way or, yes. uh, you know, I need to have all of these different Grimm's wooden toys or uh, only then my child will be happy or I will be happy. And, you know, it's it's truly not that. We've had the same toys for the last four or five years now and my children still play with the same. Yeah. It's remarkable how creative they can be uh, when they are provided with less because you're not overwhelming or stressing them out. Okay. So for those who are listening in, if they would like to connect with you, how can they reach out to you? Yeah, so I'm on Instagram, Global Mindful Journey, and um, I have a Facebook group, Mindful Organized Families, and also I'm contactable via email at aparna at globalmindfuljourney.com. Thank you again, Eva, for this wonderful conversation. I'm so happy we could chat and have this opportunity Mm -hmm. to talk about so many things that we have in common.
0: Yeah, and thank you so much for sharing. I'll put all the links in the show notes for this podcast. I appreciate you for sharing so many things about Komari and simplicity and all. I think it's really relevant for a lot of mums like us.
1: Oh, you're very welcome. Thanks again, Eva. Thank you. If
0: you'd like to further the conversation with me, do connect with me at Instagram at The Curious Mama, or subscribe to my newsletter where I will share a bit more about resources relating to this topic as well and if you'd like to show your love for this podcast please leave a rating on apple Podcasts. this will really mean a lot to me till then take care and remember that you are in love and keep on making magic in your unique way